Hello, I hope you're having a lovely day today. Today, I want to talk on our ultimate role and purpose in us being homemakers. Our pastor recently quoted the Bible and said, woman was created for man. We live in a culture, especially a popular church culture, that wants you to believe that man was created for woman. We went to a church where there was a guest pastor once and he said, the secret to a happy marriage is yes, ma'am. And all of the people in the church clapped and cheered and thought it was so cute. And Scott and I sat there with our jaws dropped, thinking this did not just get said. The Bible is very clear that woman was created for man, not man created for woman. And so that leads me to our conversation today about how our first goal, our first purpose in being home and leaving the workforce, leaving jobs, working for someone else is to come home and be helpmeets for our husband. Beyond raising our children, beyond even being a keeper of the home, which being a keeper of the home and raising and tending to your children is helping your husband. But I often feel like in the realm of homemaking, it's just so children focused and so home focused that the husband or our actual role of being helpmates to our husband is often not even mentioned. And I think part of the reason from that is because most women to, in today's culture if they are going to come home and quit their job, most don't do it until they have children or are pregnant. And then they come home. And so their sole focus is on raising their children because that was the reason why they came home. They didn't have the vision to come home to be helpers to their husband. They had the reason of coming home to be a stay-at-home mom, which is a good thing. If if children are a reason to quit your job and to come home, praise the Lord for it. That's challenging to quit your job after your whole purpose, your whole mindset was in working this job. And now all of a sudden you're quitting your job to come home and take care of your children. You are now learning how to raise a child, how to take care of a child, how to take care of a baby. And then you're trying to learn how to manage your home economy, how to be a keeper of the home. And so helping your husband, that is completely off the table because you are just trying to survive in raising a baby and learning how to become a mom and maybe learning how to be a keeper of the home. So the mindset of helping your husband, it ends up being not even in the question. The best way, the most ideal way is for girls to stay within their father's household, to learn how to build the home economy, learn skills within her father's household, learning skills from her mother, and then moving from her father's household to getting married and now being her husband's helper. And now, Building the home economy is going to look very unique to her husband's mission, her husband's purpose, what her husband desires for the household. And if you don't understand what I'm saying when I say build the home economy, I did a full video on building the home economy. I'll link that below and that goes into full detail of what I'm talking about when I'm saying building your home economy. And so that would be the most ideal way for her to go from her parents' household into her husband's household, learning then how to help him in his mission and how to manage her household, manage her home economy and bring children into their marriage. But if that's not the case, because most girls are being sent out to college, 
how much better would it be if a girl, when she gets married, she leaves the workforce, she leaves working for another man, and now she comes home to be a helper of her husband, to work for her husband, enter marriage with the mindset of, okay, I am marrying my husband. I Woman was made for man. I am made for my husband to help my husband. Eve was created to be Adam's helper. Even before she had children, she was helping Adam. God said to Adam, it's not good for a man to be alone, so I'm going to create for you a helper. It's not good for our husbands to be alone, so God created us to be his helper. Helping her husband becomes her career. That is where we need to start setting a positive vision, setting an example, and making this normal amongst Christians. That it's normal for women to come home and to quit their jobs when they get married, to become their husband's helper, to help him in his mission and his purpose. I only know one person, Scott and I both, have only met one couple who when they got married, she quit her job and she became her husband's helpmeet before having children. It is that rare and we were raised in the church and this was uncommon. For me, I quit my job before having children and I've said this in my other videos, but it was very challenging for me because I had never seen anybody quit their job to come home before having kids. All I had ever known, all I had ever seen was wives quitting their job because they were pregnant. So I thought I had to get pregnant in order to quit my job, but I didn't see anyone giving that vision for a wife being her husband's helpmeet without children or even before having children. We were married for a year and a half when Scott had asked me to quit my job and I was like, I cannot quit my job because I don't have children yet. I'm not pregnant. And we were trying, we were trying to get pregnant. We weren't getting pregnant. And I was like, what are people gonna think of me if I quit my job? And in my mind though, the only reason to justify coming home was to be pregnant because I had never met anyone quit their job to be a homemaker before having children. And so when I finally did, two and a half or three months later after Scott had asked me to, and I felt a deep conviction from the Lord that I was supposed to quit my job and come home, I had the idea of, okay, I want to learn how to be my husband's helper. And I have no idea what that looks like because I have not seen this without children. And so I kind of feel like I bumbled along figuring it out. Uh, so I was working at a butchery, farm to table, barbecue restaurant. It was really cool. It was a local place. They're the reason that we got into regenerative agriculture and Joel Salatin and um, we're very grateful for that season. So I started asking him, okay, well, I'm your helper. How can I help you? I came into his job and started taking pictures of products, posting them on the social media page, posting pictures on social media for advertising. They did this fall festival thing and I helped him with the fall festival, setting up, running the event, whatever way I could. I was trying to figure out how to help him. And then when I wasn't at his work helping him, I was at home learning how to build our home economy. I was learning how to make cleaning products. I was researching recipes and figuring out how to buy ingredients and make food from scratch. I was figuring out buying food in bulk because that's cheaper. I was figuring out how to start a tracker of managing our finances and how can I make herbal products to build our own home apothecary? How can I start a garden to start learning how to grow our own food? How do I decorate our house in a functional way without spending a lot of money and being creative with the resources that I have? All of that gave me such purpose and momentum and excitement 
towards helping my husband in his career, helping my husband in his mission and building our home economy, making home a wonderful place to be that where I used to spend my time and energy going therapy shopping because I didn't have a vision or a purpose or an enjoyment, satisfaction in my life when I was out working outside of the home, working for someone else, working at a job, I spent a lot of money on things to try to make myself content. But when that shift happened of me coming home to learn how to help my husband and how to help his mission and how to build our home economy and how to take care of our health, this excitement came in of there is great purpose in this and there's great reward and satisfaction from living out this purpose. You know that feeling when you know you're doing what God made you to do? And so my first point is part of our role in being a homemaker is knowing what your husband's mission is. What is his goals? What is his purpose? What are the things that he's going for, that he's working towards? And how can you play a role in helping him in that mission, in that purpose, in those goals? This is where it's important to understand that this is going to look unique for every household. Every husband has a unique purpose, a unique mission, unique goals. And so you as a homemaker can't compare yourself to another homemaker lady at your church because her husband very well has a different purpose and mission that she's helping him with. And this is why you can't compare yourself to homemaker ladies on social media because her husband has a different mission than your husband. So your daily life, the things that you're doing is going to look different from hers because you're helping your husband with his unique purpose, mission, and goals. You know, some husbands may not be able to articulate their mission, purpose. And so Scott, we have a channel that we do together where we basically share on biblical gender roles, living counterculturally, walking out our faith as Christians and as a woman and as a man. Uh, I'll link our channel below if you don't know about it. But he says the bottom line that every husband desires is that the house is tended to, and this is in no particular order, but the house is tended to, there's food on the table, the children are cared for, and that the wife is cheerful. That is what every husband desires, and especially the wife being cheerful. No man wants to come home to a upset woman. So keep that in mind cheerfulness will take you a long way. We'll touch more on that later on. That is the bottom line of being a homemaker and helping your husband is, is doing those things. Now, for your husband's unique purposes and goals, that could be as simple as your husband's trying to get out of debt. So then what can you do to help your husband in that goal of getting out of debt, of living frugally, living below your means, thrifting, buying in bulk, cutting costs where you can. That is one way to help your husband in that mission. Some husbands may have the purpose of traveling. For their work, they need to travel. So for you, it looks like being flexible and having a lifestyle that enables you and your children to be able to travel with him, to be able to help him as he travels. Another husband's mission is that his work or his purpose requires him to be a part of a lot of social events or host events, host work parties, host work events, go to social events and helping him would be you helping him host, you creating a home that enables him to be able to have people over or you going with him to events with a cheerful smile on your face, happy to be there with him at these social events. Another husband's purpose or mission could be him running his business and helping him could be helping him in some way, shape or form 
in the business. Another husband's desire or purpose or mission would be to help take care of his or your elderly parents. So part of helping him is you being available to take care of the elderly people in your family. There are endless examples. The point is that your husband's mission and purpose is unique to him. And so what your daily life looks like is going to be very unique to whatever his purpose and mission is. And the great blessing of being a homemaker is you have flexibility in being able to help him. Last year when we moved, it was because an opportunity came up for Scott to do his purpose. And so we were able to move within three weeks of finding this thing out and then moving. And we did not have to worry about me having a job or my life and how to fit my purpose into it because my purpose is my husband's purpose. His purpose made space for us to move. And so my purpose is helping us move, wrapping things up at our home, wrapping up our garden, getting things packed up. And then we moved. What a blessing that was, that we had the freedom and flexibility to move in an instant when we needed to because I did have flexibility. So. Talk to your husband, ask him what his mission, his purpose, his goals are. And this is an ongoing thing that you can check in and ask because seasons change, different things come up and you could say, okay, is there anything else that you need me to do in the season? For our schedule, it's very flexible. Things come up every week. So we do a check-in on Mondays usually of, okay, what's happening in your week? What events are you at? What dinners do you have that I need to know about? Because then that helps me organize my days and knowing what's ahead and how I'm stewarding my days and helping Scott and also in managing our household. And this also then ties into knowing your husband's preferences, knowing what he expects of you, which is a weird way of putting it. But when I quit my job to come home, I felt I had to justify the purpose of me being home. So every day when Scott would come home from work, I would tell him every single thing that I did because I wanted to prove to him that it's good that I'm home, that it's a good thing that I quit my job to come home. It was worth it. It's worth the paycheck drop from my end that I'm now helping him in the home. And the one day he was like, you know, I would be okay if you sat outside and read a book or if you worshiped and you spent some time worshiping throughout the day you don't have to tell me everything that you're doing i trust you i know you're working hard and when he said that it was like this relief okay my husband trusts in me i do steward my time well and it's also okay for me to take some time to rest because scott wants me to be cheerful and sometimes cheerfulness and satisfaction in the day looks like making sure you get in the sunshine and you read a book. But had we never had that conversation, I wouldn't have known, oh, he doesn't care that I am going and sitting outside and reading or that I am, you know, just worshiping and sitting and praying to the Lord that that's okay. Have those conversations because you may be putting a burden on yourself that you think your husband constantly needs you to be busy when that's not his expectations. He just wants you to be cheerful in what you're doing. You're putting that expectation on yourself. I was putting that expectation on myself. And so that is what's important to get to know your husband's preferences. And it sounds silly, even me having to say this, but it's helpful. These are things that are helpful in blessing your days and blessing your marriage and helping you understand your role and your purpose in being home and in helping your husband. So point number one, knowing how to help your husband by asking him what his mission purpose is and what ways you can be doing things to help make momentum to move towards that mission and purpose and goals. Number two, a general way to bless your husband is to cultivate virtues of femininity. We have a video where we talk about the 
three specific virtues of femininity. Uh, specifically in that video, it's like how to get a husband by cultivating these virtues. But even once you get a husband, you want to keep on practicing these things. So those three virtues are beauty, cheerfulness, and helpfulness. So beauty is obvious of make yourself beautiful for your husband. Doesn't mean a lot of makeup. That doesn't mean fancy clothes. That just means making, keeping yourself nice, making nutritious foods for yourself, drinking mineral water, walking, moving. Cheerfulness is having a smile on your face. Be pleasant. When your husband comes home, greet him. Be excited that he's home. Be a cheerful person. What's the opposite of being cheerful is being upset. And you know when you're upset. You know the upset woman, and that's not a great picture. That's not a thing any man wants to come home to after a hard day is an upset woman. So practice cheerfulness. And then three is helpfulness. Pretty much what I talked about in the entire last point of how can you be helpful to your husband, to his mission, to your household. My next point, I want to specifically talk about finances, because I think this is a big burden on homemakers because most women have worked up until having children and then quit their jobs and then they fear they're putting a financial burden on their husband by then coming home. So first I want to talk about the dynamics of a woman, a wife, working outside of the home. And I'm being specific saying work outside of the home, working a job, working for someone else. That is what I'm talking about. Not working for a family business or working for your husband's business. I am talking about working for a corporation, working for a job. Working outside of the home, you are bound to someone else's schedule, someone else's time, someone else's use of your energy. Because if we're being honest, if you work outside of the home, you are going to be giving your very best to that job. That is the expectation of you. That is what you are getting paid to do. So you are giving all of your energy, all of your joy, helpfulness, excitement to this job. And then you come home. And when I was working a job, I would be exhausted. It would be hard for me to give my best at the home because I was giving my best to my job because I was getting paid to give my best to my job. And so... The dynamic of a woman outside, working outside a home is you now have two visions, two missions that your house is moving toward. And so that is a division, two division, a division. You have a division in your home of missions. And so even if your heart is to be helping your husband, he is still not the authority of your time and energy. Whoever is the boss of this corporate or this job that you have, they're your authority. They're the ones who are controlling your time and your flexibility versus quitting your job working outside of the home and coming under and working from the home for your husband, where he is now your authority. You have a single vision household. And when you have a single vision household, that gives momentum to that one vision. That gives momentum to the vision that you and your husband have together, the vision of his purpose and what he's doing. Instead of having a split vision where you're both doing your own thing, you now get to move all of that momentum into one purpose, one mission together. And how much further will you go doing that together rather than living two separate lives? And even if you don't consider your job outside of the home as your mission or your purpose, it still controls a lot of your life. I mean, if they expect you to work on the weekend, you have to work on the weekend. If they expect you to work on days of your cycle where all you want to do is rest, this corporation doesn't care if you're at a certain part of your cycle. They don't care about you. You are a 
worker for them and they expect you to be there. Now, if you're listening to this and it is heartbreaking listening to this because your husband has asked you to work outside of the home in this season or there is some circumstantial reason for you to work outside of the home, there are exceptions to everything that I say. There are people that for some reason there are exceptions and they have to work outside of the home. There's grace and mercy for those exceptions. And if you are a woman who your husband wants you to work outside of the home and your deepest desire is to be a homemaker, cling to Psalm 37 verse five, commit your ways to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. Pray, ask the Lord to help you and to help your husband, pray for your husband and talk to your husband that you desire to help him. You desire to be his helpmeet. You desire to, if you have children, come home, take care of your children, for you to be the ones homeschooling, raising your children, that you want to learn to be a keeper of the home. Talk to him about these things. Share the desires of your heart with him and show that this is something that you want to be trustworthy in. I think there is a dynamic of some men think that their wife quitting their job Now they're going to spend all their time at home sitting in front of the TV, spending money on Amazon, buying things, therapy shopping. Maybe you need to build trust with him that you start living more content, start being more frugal, start now where you are doing things that can show him, I want to live a different life. I'm going to live frugally. Me dropping my income could actually be a great blessing to our family instead of being a hindrance. Have these conversations without nagging, without pestering, have them cheerfully, and then Trust in the Lord and pray and ask God that he will make a way for you and hold Matthew 6 verse 6 in your heart as well that God sees you in secret and he will reward you openly. So that's the dynamics of working outside of the home. Then there is also the dynamic of Proverbs 31. The Proverbs 31 woman was a boss babe. She made things from within her house. She did all of this stuff. She made money. And sure, she did sell things. There is nothing wrong with a woman making money. The problem is with this new flow, all of a sudden, the Proverbs 31 woman becomes an excuse for ladies to go and pursue her own thing, her own mission, her own purpose, forsaking helping her husband. This new thing of her project, her purpose, her home job becomes her thing. And helping her husband then gets neglected because she's so busy doing this thing. Or keeping her home becomes neglected because she's busy making money from this project. Or taking care of the children ends up becoming neglected. These are very real dynamics. And if we look at the Proverbs 31 woman, Her main purpose was helping her husband. Her husband trusted in her. He had no lack of gain. He trusted her, so she was trustworthy. Everything that she did was from within her household for her husband. And I believe that she was taking care of things, that she figured out how to help her husband, how to take care of her children, how to take care of her household well. And in the overflow of that, she had the time to be able to make linens to sell. There's nothing wrong with a Christian wife making money. But is that Proverbs 31 example an excuse for you to do your own thing rather than help your husband. Because if making money is really the issue, what would it look like for you to help him make more money? What would it look like to help your husband be more effective in his mission? That way 
he's making more money. That way he's continuing to be the provider and you can continue to be helping him in those things and in taking care of your home and in raising your children. What are your husband's skills and how can you help increase him in that productivity? And on the flip side, what would it also look like for you to help your family reduce expenses, reduce how much money is leaving the home? It's the whole cash flow game of making more than you're spending. Spending is a huge part. If your husband makes this much money and you spend this much money, you are not helping him or your household. So how can you live within your means? How can you be content with what you have? Lack of resources creates resourcefulness? How can you be resourceful within your household? And again, this looks unique to every husband's purpose and mission. Me having this YouTube channel, I have this YouTube channel because my husband's purpose and mission is to change culture. On the flip side of that, I don't have Instagram. Why don't I have Instagram? Because one, I spontaneously deleted it in December and it turned out it was for our best interest of our whole family, of our whole household, for the productivity of our home, for the encouragement of myself. (laughs) Scott noticed a difference in me from having Instagram to not having Instagram. And even there are days when I'm like, you know what, maybe I should get back on Instagram because I'm like, well, I could share clips of videos that we do on our channel and on my channel. I could share that over on Instagram. And we talk about it and he's like, yeah, I don't know if you need to go back to Instagram. Like, you know what? You're right. I really enjoy life without Instagram. And so that's why I don't have Instagram. Whereas some husbands would be like, there is no way you are creating a YouTube channel. I don't want you having a YouTube channel. I don't want you sharing anything on YouTube channel. And praise God, that is being obedient to your husband. It's going to look unique to each husband. I keep saying this over and over, but this is the importance of understanding what direction your family is going in and how you're using your time in a way that's benefiting your household. And my final point of being a homemaker, how we can steward our time well, is by praying for our husbands. There is probably no one that's going to be praying for your husband like you are. And so us making sure we're taking time to pray for our husbands, to intercede on our husband's behalf and pray scriptures of God, I thank you that my husband's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And thank you, Lord, that you open doors for my husband that no man can shut and you shut doors that no man can open. Father, I thank you that my husband has favor with man and with you. These are things you can be reading scripture and be praying scripture over your husband. Have scripture around your house that you are constantly reminded of the word of God and you are praying scripture over your home and over your household. That is a way of cultivating a home that is enjoyable for your husband to come home to and for if you have children to raise your children in. Spend your days praying for your husband. I look back to my time being single and I really took to heart the verse in Proverbs 31 where she did her husband good, not harm all the days of her life, which means before she even met him. So for me, I'm like, okay, I, my husband's real. My husband's out there. I'm going to be married someday. So I'm going to do my husband good, not harm all the days of my life, which means right now. And I'm going to be praying for him. And I wrote my prayers down. I wrote so many prayers down for my husband and I didn't know who he was. But then after I met Scott and we got married, I went back and looked through all my journals of things that I would pray for my husband. And I can see how God answered those prayers of a man that I didn't even know, I couldn't even put a face on and seeing how God moved. 
Our prayers are powerful and effective. Your prayers that you pray within your home, within your prayer closet for your husband, God sees you in secret and he will reward you openly. So I hope this gives you excitement and momentum towards your purpose and being a homemaker and a helpmeet to your husband. It is a blessing that we get to be helpers to our husband. And in doing that, we are bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. And so I hope this was a blessing to you and your household. I bless you. I bless the work of your hands. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is homewithkelly, K-E-L-L-I dot C-O. We have organic rooibos that we bring in from Scott's home country of South Africa. It is a delicious, no caffeine tea, loose leaf. It is so good, iced or warm. And I also have some vintage home goods in the shop and I make some hand-bound journals which are also available. We hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family.